Welcome everyone to The Gathering Movement, where we gather our minds, discuss, and riff on topics like spirituality, leadership, energetics, and metaphysics, all from the realm of unlimited potentiality. It is really my greatest hope for all who listen to this show that you leave here being reminded of what is possible for you. Let's jump in. This episode with Abigail was absolutely amazing, and I am so excited for you all to listen to us talk about a number of exciting things like where creativity comes from, your magnetism, dreaming big, and having and holding a vision. Kundalini Yoga, we touch upon a little bit. That's actually where we've connected inside of the Aquarian Women's Leadership Community as well as the age of Aquarius and what this looks like in terms of you as a leader, you as a visionary, you as a human, because things are changing. So Abigail Rebecca is a visibility coach, stylist, and speaker, and founder of Illuminated Leaders. Through her work, she empowers visionary entrepreneurial women to be highly visible in the Aquarian age. She believes that women are the natural leaders in this new world, and we must be seen in order to make an impact and fulfill our higher purpose. However, we often hold back because we feel different and not good enough. We doubt our natural talent and worry about being judged or criticized. So she created the Illuminate Method, and we do talk about this, which is based on her experience of leading, coaching, and developing women at the upper level for over 25 years. She has such a vast experience and designed to empower to help you be more confident and highly visible in your business and lead a happier, healthier life. Abigail lives in Brighton on the south coast of England with her partner, Kev, their 1973 VW camper van named Flossie. How amazing is that? And their mini sausage dog, Rudy. This is such an incredible conversation filled with so many laughs, uh, so many smiles, so many insights, so much wisdom. And I'm so, so grateful to have met Abigail. And I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Let's jump in. Welcome back, everyone, to The Gathering Movement. I'm here today with Abigail, and I am very excited to dive into magnetism, creativity, the age of Aquarius, maybe even kundalini yoga, maybe fashion. We'll see where where this journey takes us. Welcome, Abigail. Hi. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, Bridget. I couldn't agree more. It's always fun that we get to talk a little bit before we even start. And I think we could have had an entire podcast just on we were, what we were just speaking about. <laughs> <laughs> so in taking a look at your background, the work that you do now, I want to start with your journey of creativity. And when in your life you first really realized that you had creative potential to create the life or maybe create the designs, when did that first begin for you? I think when it comes to conscious creation, the fact when I actually recognized that I could actually design my own life and create my own desires, that's fairly recently, like about five years ago actually I was introduced to by my partner Kev actually um well no I'm tell a lie sorry we've been together for seven years if that's (laughs) I always forget (laughs) um yeah it's about seven years ago and he introduced me to the law of attraction and I remember you know like reading all the usual books and doing my research and really understanding what the process was and then the penny dropped and I just thought oh my goodness I've been doing this all my life um I've always been really 
very, very creative, but I seem to have chosen a path in life that really um, made it very, very easy to kind of smother my creativity, um, especially when I worked in corporate. Uh, it was, it, it, I didn't really have the opportunity to be too creative there. And uh, when I, when I left corporate, it, that was about five years ago. It was like, like the, the beast had been released. <laughs> like it had been let, like, it was like the doors had opened and I was like, right, what can I do that's so creative? And that's actually when I went and trained to be a personal stylist. Cause I was like, what's the most creative thing that I can think of doing? And it was that um, at that moment in time, but sort of looking back over my life, you know, my friends always used to say to me, Oh, you're so like, there's this expression actually in the UK, like you're so jammy, which means like, um, like you, like you're so like you're so lucky like everything falls in place and they always just say like you're like a cat you're always fall on your feet um and I did seem to have like this very natural way of it didn't really matter what life presented for me I always or what situations kind of I I showed up in I always seemed to come out really in a great way and I always kind of lived um a very abundant life even when I didn't have a lot of money I lived a very abundant life and I and then I realized putting the the theory and the process and the strategy around it with law and attraction I was like oh I was doing this naturally but I didn't I didn't realize it was a thing I was just like oh well you know I've always been a good daydreamer and I like to fantasize and I've been pretty positive for the majority of my life you know there's been moments where I haven't felt so positive but most of the time I have quite a a, a positive outlook um so yeah that's that's when I realized but I have but I have been consciously creating mm. all, all of my life. It's so interesting that you say you're, you've always felt like a daydreamer and I can really resonate with that too. And it's almost like, I don't know where we pick this up. I don't know if it's like for you, was it from your parents? Was it through schooling, friends? Were there movies that you were watching? Was there anything that you were consuming that um, guided you to be this dreamer? Um, the, the only thing that I can, that is very glaringly obvious is that, um, with my upbringing, I was brought up very differently to, um, many children within my area. So my, so I was born into a third generation Jehovah's Witness family. Mm -hmm. So it like that religion was deeply, deeply, deeply embedded in my family. My mother was born into it. My father was born into it. Um, and that meant um, that I wasn't able to um, play um, or be or associate with any children who weren't Jehovah's Witnesses. So I had lots of friends at school and I was able to kind of play with them at school. But as soon as school ended, that was it. Like I wasn't allowed to have anything to do with them. And unfortunately for me, there were no Jehovah's Witnesses around of my age. So it meant that actually when I was younger, I was very, very lonely. I didn't really have um, a lot of friends to play with. So um, I used to have a lot of imaginary friends. Like I I, I, I remember I used to um, create things like in the garden. So I used to get all my toys, you know, like my 
bicycles and little sit-on tractors and I remember I had this sit-on like red London bus and I used to get my skipping ropes and I used to tie them together and create jumps <laughs> I used to go run around the garden and jump all over them and then um and then as a result of that I then created um I had an imaginary horse that lived in the outhouse <laughs> house. Um, and so I used to jump over the jumps with the imaginary horse um and I used to go like it was it this was the 70s so it was at a time where uh particularly in in the UK where I was you know that you you did have some kind of like um uh chance to be able to go off and you know go and do things on your own without too much worry of getting into you know getting into too much trouble so I had a lot of free reign so I was allowed to kind of go and explore on my own and I I, I remember I used to make up stories and sing and just basically because I had nobody else to interact with so I think that that's where my creativity came from and I'm very grateful for that you know it also represented a lot of challenges in my life because it then meant that I was it was very difficult for me to be able to form relationships with people of my age and I felt I feel like all the stuff that I've done from that has really healed that. But on the flip side, it also meant that I had this really active imagination. Um, and I did actually used to manifest things. I didn't actually realize it at the time, but I did. I never manifested a horse though. <laughs> Maybe that's still to come, but I am very, I'm very, very allergic to them. Oh, so wow. Maybe that's not meant to be. Uh, I love this. And this is just something I find fascinating hearing about our upbringings, how this impacts us, how this opens doorways, how this challenges us. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the work that you are doing specifically now. And I'd love to hear the vision that you had for what you've created. Like, when did that pop in as well? Mm. Um, so just to kind of explain a little bit about what I do. So my belief is that the world needs more fully empowered, fully expressed wealthy women. I think that there's a lot of women in this world that are stuck in very unhappy situations because they are held back um, about the way that they think about themselves. We were just talking about it earlier, actually off offline and um, the way that they look. And the fact that they don't have any money to support themselves, the fact that they don't feel empowered, they're not confident. Um, so I think that, you know, a woman who is healthy, wealthy um, and happy and fully turned on is, is a woman to be reckoned with. And I, if there's anything that I can do to be a part of that creation, especially now in the age of Aquarius, where women are rising and let's face it, like our leadership is incredible. Um, then anything that I can do to support that, then I will. So that's, so what I do is I work with entrepreneurial women all around the world and I empower them to be more visible 
um, within their business and their lives. Um, and not that, you know, like the obvious things are, um, you know, to be more visible online, Facebook Lives, speaking on stages, um, you know, positioning themselves as an expert in their field, but maybe less obvious things, you know, like actually going into a networking event and feeling confident to go up to somebody and start a conversation instead of wanting to go and hide in the restroom, you know, for, for all, all morning. So our interpretation of visibility is different. It's different for every single one. Um, so my so the way that I deliver that is um, I coach women one on one. Um, um, we have beautiful um, three day retreats all over the world. We have in person day events. Um, I have my own um, or we have actually our own online community called Illuminated Leaders. Um, and that's a way for women to kind of come together like minded women and support one another. Um, and it's just an incredible community. My vision for that community is big. Like I want it to be a big community accessible for everyone. And my bit, like if you were to ask me what my big like dream and vision is, I think we've, I think I've shared this with you before, but I really want to create a festival. I want to create a festival for entrepreneurial women to come together um, in the woods and stay in goddess tents with fairy lights and fire and sing and dance and inspire one another and learn from one another and support one another this huge this big sisterhood because I do believe that there's a lot of healing to be done as women um you know all the generational ancestral pain being in patriarchy patriarchy um you know just all the the the, the ways that we've been um, conditioned to think especially about one another as women um, and to be honest with you, when I first started my business, I just wanted to like make money. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make money and I wanted to get out of corporate. I hate, I really didn't. I was very, very unhappy in corporate. I developed a very, very serious heart condition that really stopped me in my tracks and, and was a gift because it enabled me to really take stock of what I wanted to do but basically all I was focused on was how can I do something that I really love to do I don't have to get up too early I don't have to sit in the car in traffic and commute to work and you know I can spend a lot of time at home or I can travel and I can make some money and I think really when my vision changed was a couple of years ago and um, my partner and I have got um, a, a his family have actually got a place in Cannes in the south of France and we were driving home one night and there was the most incredible moon you like the big harvest moon and it was like I couldn't believe it. it was huge it was like over the sea and I was like Kev 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 stop the car and I just went I looked out and I was like oh my goodness this is the most incredible moon and um I I was like let's sleep with the blinds open so that we can look at the moon and then the next day it just came to me I was like illuminate illuminate that's and that's what brought birthed um illuminated leaders and I think that it really represents you know the vision um and I do feel like it's a collective vision. It's not just me. It's like a, you know, it's a, a community of women um, that are creating it together. So yes, that's my vision. That's what I do. And I feel so blessed and fortunate to be able to um, serve in this way, actually. I'm so glad that we have met. We have a very similar mission. We have a very similar vision and especially to have more 
female leaders making more money in the world and the way I always see it is if we were making more money and we have these conscious businesses we are aware of the types of organizations that we want to put our money into maybe organic food for me it's regenerative farming or supporting children learning how to grow their own food supporting um, clothing lines that aren't factory farm not factory farm but you know what I mean Um, it really would provide for a different experience I I do believe yeah yeah definitely so um and and you know it's like it's it's amazing that we we can you know we we, I see it happening all every day you know I see so many women that are really like stepping into their power and they're really creating something like from the heart you know and and what I also love to witness as well is that you know people are now like they're not just creating something because they think it's like it's like a strategy to make money or a stra- like that's the way that business should be they're actually thinking about what is important to me what are my values how do I want to live my life how do I want to give back how do I want to support my community how do I want to support the world and then they're creating a business around that and then the, it just the the they're on such a high frequency that all the energy and the love and the abundance and the money is all is is flowing in the key is like to get on that frequency <laughs> yes 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 and I definitely want us to talk about that and before we jump into that I want us to just riff on this age of Aquarius because I would assume that people who are listening to the show have probably heard me talk about it before mm-hmm. and I'd love just to get your interpretation of this astrological time that we're in what it means for for you personally what it means for us as a collective yeah so for so for me personally what it means is that we are now moving into a new paradigm a new way of doing things a new way of thinking and um some real freedom um around that you know if we look at you know the last 2000 plus years we've lived in a society that's very patriarchal um is very much kind of run and dictated by men um and and um you know there's been a, a lot of people that have held information knowledge and kept it to themselves and there lies the power because we all know that knowledge is power and if we look before that you know like it was a very different world like I um I find Malta such a fascinating island and you can visit sites in Malta where the goddess temples were and apparently apparently that you would enter into the temples through a woman's legs you know like there were these Mm. statues in the opening and you'd be kind of like entering in through her through her legs and you know mother nature was really revered and it was all about feminine energy and the mother and 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 I think that you know that was maybe coveted and um and and basically diminished so we're now moving into this era where it's difficult to hold on to all the information you know especially like with the age of the internet information sharing we have access to knowledge of course there's still secrets and there's still things that I can but you know I can go if I want to find something out I'll just google it I'll go on YouTube 
to be honest with you, I learn a lot on TikTok now. I'm like, I've learned so much on TikTok. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm literally, I'm scrolling through TikTok last night. I'm like, Kev, look at this pizza in Las Vegas. Look how big it is. And then I'm like, Kev, look at this dress at the, you know, <laughs> on this red carpet. It's like, it's amazing. Um, so, so, we, so the information is out there. We, we, we can just tap into that. Um, and and I, I really see that as part of this, there's this real uprising of women. Women are women are rising up. Um, we have incredible leadership qualities and the good men on this earth are supporting the women um, in doing that. And there's a lot, you know, I spoke about it before about this relationship with women. I had to do a lot of mother sister healing, actually. I, I was in circles, women's circles for, for a couple of years. And um, I know the reason that I was in those circles was to, to heal my relationship with women. You know, there was a lot of jealousy. There was a lot of competition. Um, there was a, I was comparing myself a lot and feeling less than because I was comparing myself to other women and a real suspicion of women, to be honest with you, when I worked in corporate, um, I was quite senior in corporate. I ran big teams and big projects. I didn't really like women in my team. And I didn't like to work for, with, for women either. I like to, my, I always used to make sure that my bosses were men, you know, and, yeah. and if my bosses were women, they were kind of like had that real male, male energy. And I, and I had that as well. And I realized that I kind of morphed into someone that um, I really didn't want to be. And I think that was one of the reasons for my heart condition. So there's a, so there's a lot of healing and a lot of that obviously comes from, you know, where there's a lot of um, trauma that needs to be healed, especially if you look at the witch trials, you know, the wise women of the village, the women that held the power, the, the storytellers, you know, they were, women were turned against women and mothers against daughters. And, you know, no wonder we carry the wounds of all of that. Um, so that, that's how I see um, age of Aquarius and I think it well I know it's a very very exciting time to be in and we have all come we've all decided to be to to come onto this earth at this time um for for one reason or another and to be a part of this movement is really special I feel the same way and one of the things about this time that really speaks to me is the collective and community nature that this time is focused on. When you look at the age of Pisces and it was all about the higher up, someone above you telling you what to do, who to be, how to behave, you know, the things that you should believe in. We're really coming to a time where there is more equality, there is more um, not someone being better than you or smarter than you, but just having a different zone of genius or a different gift. And what's really becoming clear to me is this is a time where we need to come together in community and leverage all of our strengths because I might have something within me that's different from something within you, but it doesn't have to be we're in a fight about it or one of us is better than another. That's part of, I think, the wounds that we're all healing um, because we have always had this competitive, like, no, I'm going to win, I'm going to beat you kind of thing. And it's exciting to see in my eyes, just in the circles I'm in, that it is shifting. It is shifting. It is shifting. And there are still things that we're working through, but it is shifting. Yeah, yeah. And and you can see that the old structures are starting to 
really start to fall apart. You know, that if you look at corporate, for example, it's all built on hierarchical structures. Um, and, you know, I was a part of that for many years. I was in corporate for 20 years. And, you know, I was always like, it's like it, it, I was always on top of someone, you know, like I was always above someone and someone was below me. And um, it, it, I, we're just, we're, we've been conditioned. I, I was certainly conditioned like that as a child. So it's interesting to kind of like really lean into it and and be able to find um, different ways on in how to work together. And like you say, like the, you know, the sharing within the community, the it's not, there's no competition. It's not like I'm like, even though Illuminated Leaders is called Illuminated Leaders, I think the whole definition of leadership is very different to how it was. It's not tell anymore. You know, nobody, nobody leads the way and tells you what to do. You know, it's very much a, a, a collective, which is why I'm very, very passionate about building communities. Very passionate about that. Me too. And I don't know who said this quote or where I've heard it, but it's been ever since I've been in the Kundalini world, which is experience is your greatest teacher of all, especially in the age of Aquarius. There's unlimited information. We can Google, we can TikTok, anything these days, but we have to have our own interpretation and experience to truly have the wisdom and the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And that's what appeals to me. Like the communities that we're in, you know, like together and the experiences that we have whether it's online or in person. Um, and that's why I love doing um, the retreats. That's actually, that's one of the reasons why I look like, it's very important for me actually where I hold, hold, hold my retreats because I'm like, if you want to manifest something really opulent and abundant and incredible for you, then where better place to manifest it than in a place where, like a place like you want to manifest it mm. so you're actually experiencing you're, you're having that experience physically you're having that experience so we experience it in the mind that's how we create and then we're physically experiencing it and even if we're just physically experiencing it for two, you know a couple of days it's like like your dream car taking your dream car for a test drive you've driven it already it's like it's yours um so yeah ex yeah yeah so and 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 really being able to bring things into fruition by um, the way that you feel and not necessarily about the things that you do. It's not the action that brings it in. It's the feeling. It's the thoughts and the feeling that bring it in. So you're psychic because that's where I want to go. That's what I want to talk about. And I think a lot of people do think it's what we want, but I also have the same understanding that it's this, this vibration, the frequency that we we feel and we embody that helps us magnetize and bring these things into our existence. And I'd love to hear in your perspective, what it means to activate your magnetism. Yeah. One, one of the, one of the things that I've got on my website is that your results are a reflection of how you're feeling inside. So I, I see that how I'm, what I'm thinking about creates my feelings and then my feelings are physically manifested in the 3D world. 
So my surroundings are a physical representation of how I'm feeling and what I think about myself. So if I look, you know, at where I am now, I'm set in my house, I'm in the English countryside, there's a farm opposite, there's cows in the field. Like a year and a half ago, I was in a very different situation. I was um, living in a house like in the city and there were no trees and it was all concrete and it was lovely, don't get me wrong. Like it was city life and it was amazing. There were amazing restaurants around the corner, but I really, really desired to look out the window and see a tree. Like that was my biggest desire. And, and this is it, like we've, between Kev and I, my partner and I, we're like mastermind <laughs> and we're a mastermind and we've manifested this and it's, it's, in, it's incredible. So yes, I totally believe that, you know, if you want to, if you want to bring amazing things into your life, amazing experiences, people, physical things like houses or cars or clothes or whatever it is you want to manifest they're all vibrating at a certain frequency so in order for you to bring them in it's important for us to vibrate at the same frequency and that's one of the reasons why I do what I do actually and what I teach because I don't really teach the strategy if someone wants to come and work with me and learn how to do Facebook lives or how to you know do a TED talk then of course like I know how to do that but it's more like the like the the work that we do as entrepreneurs to be able to feel like we're worth it like we deserve everything that we have the inner confidence and the self belief to make these things happen and that these are the things that often hold us back um and i've i've invested so much money on online courses on working with coaches and being a mastermind where i've learned the how to but i still haven't been successful because i haven't felt good enough to put it into action or i haven't been vibrating at that frequency so i might have been putting it into action but then what i got back was crickets or i got back like really low vibe low frequency things and it was just a reflection of how i was feeling so I, so in my opinion, in my personal opinion, the most important work that we can do is like how to feel good about ourselves and about our surroundings and that inner happiness. And that's why I love Kundalini, because it's one of the tools that I have am so fortunate to have come across that that puts me in that state um, Kundalini helps me to manifest. There's many things that ha- help me manifest, but Kundalini is one of the things that helps me manifest. Yeah, and I think you just touched upon something important. Part of the illusion that we've held for many centuries, thousands of years, is that an outer authority will help us be better or help us fix ourselves when it's really the inside out. And for me and you, that's what Kundalini allows us to do activates this dormant potential and for me it just helps me feel good so if you're a person who doesn't want to handle all the more esoteric concepts here if you just want to feel good inside and I think that this is a time that we're stepping into where more and more people are realizing that the answers are not going to come from someone outside of yourself because those answers are for that individual but what's right for you is only going to come from you and the feelings associated with what you desire have to come from you and you 
hold the power. You are the leader. And I truly believe everyone's a leader of their own life. Yeah. We're our own inner gurus. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, like I it might be a little bit controversial, but I don't think gurus like exist anymore because we're our own inner gurus. We're our own inner guides. I always say to my clients, I'm going to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to hold a space for you to tap into your own happiness, which means that you won't need me anymore. Because you think that I'm going to help you get to where you want to be. I'm not going to help you. You're going to, you're, you've got the power. You can do it. Um, and then they, if they want to kind of like hang out in that, you know, high vibe communities to support them, it's the collective then that will then can, you know, hold space for them. But it's them that's going to do it. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be the ones that do it. So, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's the um, I was doing a presentation the other day when I was talking about an egg. And if you've got an egg. And you've got a chick inside the egg, if the egg is smashed from the outside, that's like the end of life. It's like the the chick is it's not going to survive because it's been cracked from the outside but when the eggs crack from the inside that's like the beginning of life so so it all comes from within everything starts from within we are inside our own eggs and we're cracking it open and of course we reach out for support you know with that community and that person that might be a little bit further on in the journey than we are and that person that might have some knowledge but ultimately it's our own self-belief and self-confidence and self-love that will draw us to that place that we want to be thank you for everything you're just saying because it also further solidifies why I wanted to create a show like this. The show is simply an invitation, an activation to crack you open, but you are cracking yourself open. You're hearing experiences, you're hearing stories, you're hearing different perspectives, but at the end of the day, they're not right or wrong. It simply just is a possibility um, in the space. And then you get to choose for yourself, just like your leaders that you get to work with in your community, you're not telling them what to do. You're holding, you hold a frequency of here's what's possible. Join me. Yeah. And how can I tell them what to do? You know, because just because I've done something a certain way and it's been successful for me doesn't mean it's going to be successful for them. They're a completely different person. That's, that's why I love human design. Because what human design does is it allows you to really get to know yourself and your energy and how you interact with yourself and how you interact with others and how to, you know, if we're talking about visibility, how to be visible, like, to, according to your own design, not based on somebody else's idea and opinion of what visibility is and what those steps are. So it's almost like you learn, you learn your human design and then you can build your whole visibility strategy, you know, instead of like somebody coming and working with me and going, right, okay, this is how we're going to get visible. Mm -hmm. You need to do this, 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 and this, and this. Well, that might be completely, you know, I like, I invested a lot of money on, um, um, a program that taught me how to sell to strangers. And I, I, I was rubbish at it. And then, 
then when I learned human design, I realized that I can't like a part of my design, I can't sell to strangers. My strategy is to build communities and to give them so much love and um, joy and high vibrational frequencies. And then and then they might then consider investing in me. That's my strategy. And then I'm over here learning like somebody else's strategy it was very, very successful for them, but not for me. So it's so important to know ourselves, to know our energy, how we're designed, how we're, what makes us truly happy, how we interact with others. Um, when it comes to everything, not just visibility, like the whole building out of our business. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. So as we begin to wrap up this conversation I'd love for you to share anything else that's just coming through, anything that we've touched on, talked about today that you feel is important for others to remember. <sighs> I think what's really coming up for me and it's been the theme throughout the whole of our conversation is um, really... Um, the importance of really getting to know ourselves and you can label it as personal development you can label it as you know um, becoming more conscious you can label it as becoming more awake but I do feel like the more we know ourselves and really start to deeply love ourselves the more we can really lean into love and we come away from the fear when we're in the fear when we don't really know ourselves and we're comparing ourselves to others and we're judging ourselves and judging other people and you know in competition and all of that kind of frequency we're in fear and when we're in fear we're just thinking about ourselves and I've been there so many times within my business like so many times when we step into love when we really know ourselves and love ourselves the love is what makes us incredible leaders because then what we're thinking about is others we're thinking about being in service with others and that for me really determine really really um determines or describes for me what an incredible leader is in this Aquarian age. It's not someone that points the finger and sets the tasks and tell you what you must do. It's somebody that is reaching out to you with love and, and, um, and, you know, is giving you all this support really. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. It, it, it all can, for me, all comes back to love all of it very well said very well said if people want like to get in touch with you and enter your world how can they do so yeah so probably the best thing to do would be to go to my website which is abigailrebecca.com um, and the illuminated leaders community is on illuminatedleaders.com and i quite like to hang out on social media <laughs> Um, so you'd be able to find me really easily on Facebook. Um, my handle um, on Instagram is Illuminated Leaders. 
and uh yeah i also do a little bit of tiktoking so i'm on there as well so yeah i think it'll be pretty easy to to find me and discover more and if you go onto my website there's loads of free stuff on there there's loads of free training um i do i do facebook lives every week um so there's loads and loads of free content in there so knock yourself out i'm sure there's something in there that will really help you and support you whatever stage of the journey that you're on I love this. You'll have to teach me more about TikTok because I know nothing about it. (laughs) I haven't got many followers on there, but you know what? I really love it. Like I love the energy of it. I think I'm definitely on like high vibrational TikTok though. I think there's definitely different vibrations of TikTok. So I'm just calling in all the good stuff. But yeah, I love it. It's really good fun. Good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much. This has been uh, a really beautiful conversation. I've enjoyed so much and I'm just very grateful that we've come into the same field same space and incarnated at the same time in history together thank you I know how fab is that (laughs) it is fab it is fab (laughs) thank you so much thank you Bridget it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you and have a beautiful day everyone